Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 52 of the Body Nerd Show. On today's episode, we're covering all things stress and really what happens to your body when you're stressed out, how to relax so that you can think more clearly and sleep more soundly every single night, and why true relaxation requires more than just a Netflix binge session. So I didn't realize how stressed out I actually was until I went on my very first retreat. And I actually, it was a retreat I was leading, so I was still working the whole time. But it was the first time that I had been on a, not even really a vacation, because again, I was working, but I had been away from home for a long week, and the whole focus was to unplug and unwind and have fun. And I still remember standing on the beach. We had taken a trip to a private beach club that day and gone on a hike. And it just was all of my favorite things in one day. And I was standing there on the beach, feeling the waves wash up on my feet. And I realized that there was this tightness in my chest that wasn't there anymore. And I hadn't realized that it was there in the first place until I felt what it was like for it not to be there. And if you are a recovering perfectionist overachiever, which is a forever process, but if you are like that as I am, you get this overwhelming feeling of constantly being behind, right? You're always behind on something and you're just always trying to catch up. And it finally went away. And when I got home from that retreat, I made a promise to myself to find out ways to keep that feeling of vacation, that vacation relaxation. I wanted to keep it going even when I was back in my life. And really, you don't know how deeply your body and your nervous system are stressed until you start to unwind it. And it wasn't until I felt that big difference of what it could be like that I was then able to gauge how effective a method or modality or tool was for me because I knew what it was like to not have it. I saw this on Instagram the other day and someone described stress as not a single event, but an environment you create for yourself. And that's so true because once I decided that life was happening for me, and not to me, it was way easier to more objectively look at the different modalities and if they were working for me. You are stressed. I'm just going to go out and say that right now. Whether or not you feel it on a conscious level, your nervous system and your biology are constantly under stress. And we'll talk about how that process actually happens. But before we dive in, the most important thing I want you to take away from today's episode is that you are the boss on what you ultimately decide to do, whether it's taking action or inaction. And whatever that action might be, you are the boss on that. But you have to do something because truly, honestly, your biology, your physiology, and everybody you interact with on a daily basis are depending on it. So what actually is stress? 
Stress is the body's way of reacting to a condition such as a threat, a challenge, or a physical or psychological barrier. And there's nothing inherently wrong with stress. It's designed to keep you safe. And it happens throughout multiple systems in your body. You may have heard of fight or flight which is the sympathetic nervous system. That's what that governs. And I'll add a third piece to that, which is freeze, fight, flight, or freeze. And you've seen this driving down the street, you know, with squirrels. Have you ever seen how they freeze? Or even animals, they freeze like, oh, maybe you won't see me if I just stop moving. Or they run away. And it's less likely, since you are a bigger creature, that a squirrel is going to get into a fight with you. Although I'm not going to lie, in my neighborhood, it is something I always think about because squirrels in LA are crazy. (laughs) So back to stress, it starts in your brain in an area called your hypothalamus. And in that instance where something pops up, right? Whether it's a car or a bear, or maybe it's an email from that person you really didn't want to hear from, your pupils dilate, your airways open up, your stomach and intestinal activity is actually inhibited um, because your body's in the process of mobilizing sugar and fat. So you have energy to fight, flight, or freeze. Epinephrine is increasing heart rate, which is going to get oxygen and energy to your muscles faster. Dopamine is also released so that you can think faster and again, fight, flight, or freeze. Get yourself out of that situation, fight the situation, or find a way to not get eaten. And cortisol, which is another stress hormone, it also increases, which keeps your body on high alert and keeps all of these processes going. Because typically it's not just, oh, there's that one thing and now it's gone and I can go back to relaxing on the beach. You have to get yourself out of that situation. Like I said, short-term stress isn't bad. It gets you out of situations in which you are unsafe. And there's a lot of things that feel unsafe that may or may not be the same for everybody. So that's also an important distinction is that stress is felt differently from person to person. Now, there's a second part of the stress response system, and this is known as the HPA axis, which is hypothalamus, pituitary gland, and your adrenal glands. That's what HPA stands for. And so think of this as the system that keeps the pedal down on your stress response. So if your sympathetic is like the actual gas pedal and your parasympathetic is the brake, the HPA axis is the foot that keeps that pedal all the way to the floor. The parasympathetic nervous system, that's the opposite of your sympathetic nervous system. So parasympathetic is that rest and digest and recover that happens when you are relaxed. But where we get into trouble is when you can't get out of a state of stress, when you get into a situation where there's this constant presence of stress hormones from cortisol, adrenaline, epinephrine, and those become unhealthy over long periods of time. Now, again, if you're like, Alex, I'm not stressed at all. Let's talk about driving. Remember how cautious and aware and scared you were when you drove a car for the first time? You know, no radio was on. Don't talk to me. I'm focused. Both hands on the wheel. You were just hyper vigilant because it was stressful and scary. It was a brand new thing. And now, how is it when you drive? Right? You're listening to podcasts. Maybe you're talking on your Bluetooth, hands free only, you guys. <laughs> and maybe you're just daydreaming. But chances are you're not on as high alert as you were that first time. 
So your brain doesn't perceive the action as being as stressful as it once was, but your biology still is. And this is often how we get into those states of chronic stress. If on a conscious level, we're like, no, 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 I'm I'm not that stressed. This isn't a big deal. Biologically and physiologically, your body is still stressed out from electricity being around, which is an unnatural state, from being inside around the chemicals that are just in a building. There are things that Again, on a conscious level, we don't feel are stressful, but to your body and your biology, they still are stressful. So chronic states of stress, right? Stress and all of that hormone bath that is pumping through your system that exists beyond that one event. When you have chronic stress, it decreases your immune system. And I don't know what college was like for you, but finals week, every single quarter, I was always sick. Always sick. So chronic stress can decrease your immune system. It increases inflammation in your body on a global scale. It depletes your dopamine stores. Because remember, dopamine is one of the things that gets released. So it's not like you have an endless store, especially if you are constantly and chronically in that stress state and your body doesn't get an opportunity to get back into that rest and digest parasympathetic state you end up completely depleting dopamine stores, which has been linked to depression and anxiety. And remember, the blood flow to your digestive system is decreased so that you can stop digesting your food and get the heck out of Dodge. And so over time, that decrease in blood flow to your stomach, kidney, and liver can create changes in your digestive activity. The presence of adrenaline constantly can damage blood vessels. It can increase blood pressure. And cortisol long-term changes how your brain stores new memories. So multi-system, your whole body is undergoing stress. And if you're alive right now, I'm telling you, you are under some amount of stress. Exercise is a stress on the body. Travel, emotional trauma, work deadlines, hating your job, hating your boss, family, relationship stress, Major life events, marriage, changing jobs, moving, things that are even supposed to be fun can still be stressful. And I know I have lots of friends who are getting married this summer. I'm stressed out just having to think about traveling to their weddings. Anger is a stress. Excess coffee and sugar, also a stress on your body. Lack of sleep or just getting poor sleep time and time again is a stress to your body. And even being hungry can be a stress to your body. And your body can't distinguish between tight deadlines and hungry lions. It's all just stress. So now that we've kind of laid out what happens when you're stressed and how it affects your body, and we're on the same page that chronic stress is a big problem, let's talk about what you can do to unwind it. So stress keeps you in that fight, flight, or freeze, in that sympathetic nervous system. And when it comes to your nervous system, think of it like a graded scale. And let's say 10 is sympathetic nervous system, high drive, oh my gosh, there's a tiger coming after me, let me get out of here ASAP. And one being parasympathetic nervous system, more of that rest, digest, chilling, hanging out, about to fall asleep. So Think of your nervous system and really the sympathetic and the parasympathetic, that fight or flight and that rest and digest as existing on a scale. So it's not a switch where it's all one and none of the other, but you can slide on that scale. 
But what happens, I think pretty much from the time we're born and we go to school, is there's just this accumulation of stress every day, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And the tactics we used to use to relax and unwind stop losing their efficacy. Or instead of actually being something that unwinds the stress of your nervous system, maybe you're just numbing out. And I say this as someone who used to come home and have chocolate and a beer, and yes, they go really good together. That's not doing anything for my nervous system. I mean, I'm getting a dopamine hit from the sugar and the alcohol, but that's just further taxing my liver with sugar and alcohol. And so having practices in place that will truly unwind the stress of your body and help you to shift more towards that parasympathetic, that rest and digest again and again and again, gives your body and your nervous system the variability to go between those two. Think of it as resiliency, right? If we're too chill all the time, that's a problem. Uh, But you also don't want to be at the far end of the scale, which honestly, I think most of us are. So one of the first ways that you can start to unwind your nervous system is through meditation. And I've talked all about how to meditate and why you should be doing it in episode 45. So instead of going over all of that again, go listen to episode 45 if you haven't already. Because mindfulness has been shown to decrease cortisol levels, and this has happened across multiple studies. And so meditation is a really easy way to help just slide yourself down away from sympathetic overdrive and into parasympathetic dominance and really help to lower some of those stress hormones and all of the effects of stress through your body. It also helps you to get focused on what matters so that you can combat stress from a psychological standpoint too. When you have a meditation practice and that email comes up from that person that you really don't want to talk to, um, it's a little bit less stressful because you've already created the habits and focus and skills to not be stressed by it. So remember I said I made a shift of thinking of life as happening for me and not to me, and that really helped. And so different mindfulness practices like meditation can also help with stress. So if you're not meditating, I cannot recommend it more strongly. You definitely should incorporate it into your regular routine. But maybe you are not a person who likes to sit still. Maybe the thought of sitting still makes you stressed, which is absolutely possible, right? We all experience stress differently and we all are different people. And so if meditation is not your jam, I still think you should be doing it, but let's just put a pin in it. You can come back to it later because haven't you ever felt how much more relaxed you are when you're outside? Because there's a reason for this. So this was in the news recently, this concept of forest bathing, and it came out of Japan, but actually getting outside in nature can help your body relax. And obviously the real forest is better than just getting outside in your neighborhood for a walk, but start where you are. There was a study in the Journal of Physiological Anthropology, and they measured the salivary cortisol level, so the amount of cortisol in your spit, and found that it decreased not just from being in nature, but even just from anticipating going. And the same was true for brain activity. So there was a change in brain activity and cortisol levels from the anticipation of going out into nature and actually going there. So is it the 
ions? Is it the energy of the force or is it just being outside of your house? I mean, there's got to be something behind getting out of artificial light and Wi-Fi signals and really responding to natural light, right? Daylight and sunrise and sunset at the times that they were designed because our biology was created with that, not with artificial lights, which allow you to stay up in illumination way past sunset. And thank goodness for that because I get so much done. But it also affects and can potentially stress your body and your biology. So get outside, go into the forest. If you uh, are afraid of the forest, then stay out of the forest. Maybe, I don't know, go to the beach. (laughs) But getting outside is super important and definitely incorporate that into your regular routine. Camping is something that I really love to do. And I know that it's not for everybody, but personally, I love sitting outside for two nights, three days tops, um, getting a little bit dirty, but really going to sleep close to sunset and getting up closer to sunrise and being out of internet range, which is a little bit scary, not going to lie, but I always come home feeling so deeply relaxed. So getting out in nature is super, super important. Now, another great way to relax your nervous system, and notice we're talking mostly about your nervous system and not just about stress levels, right? Because stress and how stressed we think we are is really a brain activity. And you can kind of talk yourself out of being stressed, even if on a physiological level, your body is still stressed. So think of any one of these activities as a way to relax your nervous system globally, okay? Now, all mammals experience stress, but they've developed ways to shake it off more quickly than we do. So my dog, Ella, shakes when she's scared. She shakes when she's nervous, but she metabolizes and almost like deals with that nervous energy right in the moment. But as humans, again, our brain gets in the way. We don't want to shake because there's, uh, you know, your boss is right there in front of you and you're trying to save face. Or maybe somebody cut you off in traffic and you just like, ah, but then you kept going. There's all of these almost like micro moments that happen that can compound our stress over time. So even if we're thinking of that graded scale, they just start to push you like a tenth of a degree more towards sympathetic, a tenth of a degree, a tenth of a degree. And as you continue to move on, if you're not using practices to bring you back to parasympathetic, that's where we get into those chronic stress situations. So there are ways to release the energetic stress of stress. And if you've ever been in a situation that was highly, highly stressful, like a car accident, you may have noticed that you are shaking. So in a scenario like that, our brain isn't so busy worrying about what other people think because that experience is so incredibly stressful. So you're a mammal too. You're not that different from other mammals. And one of the great things that we can learn from our pets is how they release the stress, the energetics of stress, and also how that allows them to be able to access that parasympathetic nervous system way more easily. And you can do it too. So I shared on episode 50 how I've been using therapeutic tremors to help with sleep. That was a really awesome episode about biohacking your sleep with Dr. Giancarlo Licata. Go check it out. But there's a way to induce a similar shaking in your body in a controlled way that'll relax your nervous system. And when this muscular shaking or vibrating is activated, again, in a safe and controlled environment, it encourages your body to return back to a state of balance. 
It's almost like it discharges the tension from your body without having to revisit the story, right? Like without having to talk about it or really revisit and, you know, express it verbally. You just get to feel it through your tissues. So I'll link to it in the show notes about how to do these trauma release exercises, but know that it can be a really great way to physically move stress through your body. Because your response to trauma, and when I say trauma, again, big or small, it depends person to person. There's like micro things that happen, and as well as the huge things like, you know, accidents, death, all kinds of things, right? But your response to trauma is imprinted in your memory. And this discharge action of these therapeutic tremors can help to erase this all the way at the level in your brain at the amygdala. And the therapeutic tremors have been able to show similar brainwave activity to meditation, and it releases serotonin and cerebral GABA in your brain, which helps to reduce that hyper arousal of the stress levels. So if you want me to do an episode going deeper into this, let me know, because once I started going deep into that rabbit hole, I was thoroughly, thoroughly sucked in. It's really super fascinating. But you can do this tremor work until you start to feel your nervous system relax, which shows itself as a sigh, a yawn, or even just a feeling of like, of letting go. And there's no one right way for all people or all events. So this is why I'm sharing a bunch of different tools with you, because it's important to have multiple tools in your toolbox. There's going to be different scenarios depending on the day of the week. You might need a different tool. It's sort of like your kitchen, right? You don't have like one knife. And then expect to have a spatula and a cutting board and a butter knife, right? You have all of these different tools depending on the tasks that you need to do. And how you manage stress in your body is no different. So another way to incorporate movement is through body work. And I've talked about this before, but touch, and that's if it's coming from a tool or a massage therapist, induces relaxation and helps to move your body towards that parasympathetic rest and digest by way of a special nerve ending called Ruffini endings. And so body work is just a quick way to access that, not so much of an off switch, but really just move your body in that direction. And so if you're not familiar with bodywork and you want to get started, I've actually put together a free bodywork starter guide and you can grab it at aewellness.com slash bodywork. And I'll link to that in the show notes as well, but it has six places to roll for quick relief and what you can do. And there's some videos that go along with that as well. So what's another way to reduce stress? Journaling. I don't think I've talked about it on here, but I love journaling. I love my morning routine. It's really helped me get out of that mind race that happens when you lay down to sleep. I don't know if that happens to you, but some nights if I don't do any one of these practices before bed, and actually I've gotten to the point where I always do one of these practices before bed because laying in bed and having your mind go is just like the worst thing. And so journaling, writing it down, physically, pen to paper, helps you to get your ideas out. So I make sure to write down what I did at the end of the day and also what I want to do tomorrow before I leave my office because I know that I'm not going to be able to rest if I can't stop thinking about something. And so this is another great option to explore if everything else hasn't helped. And there is some research about mindfulness-based stress reduction strategies, journaling, gratitude journaling, all of these being some of that. But if you're not journaling, 10 stars, (laughs) totally recommend. You should absolutely check it out. And 
Another really, really, really important stress reduction technique is not really a technique. It's social support. So call a friend, call your mom, call your person. Another way to just metabolize stress in your system is to connect with other humans and talk it out, right? Call your therapist. We forget that we're social creatures and it's important to talk about things and not keep everything to ourselves. So yes, on a physiological level, we are very similar to most every other mammal on this planet, but we also have big, big brains and um, I don't know about you, but I got a big mouth. So use it. Go do something fun. Go get social. Go do things in person. Get out there. Go do something with a friend in nature, and then you're getting like quadruple de-stress points in this game of life. But it's important to connect with other humans to just get that social interaction because it's part of who we are. So I want to hear from you. What's your most helpful way to deal with stress? Like what's the one thing that you do on a regular basis that's been super successful for you? Send me a DM, tag me on Instagram, or call the Body Nerd Hotline at 818-396-6501. I'll link to that in the show notes as well. And tell me what your number one stress relieving strategy is. Because the more strategies we have in our toolbox, the more successful we can be at getting to that place just like I was on the beach with the waves and feeling that sense of inner quiet and peace that I hadn't had before. And now I do all kinds of things on a regular basis to keep me there. It's almost like vitamin boosters, right? With the vitamin boost being de-stressors. So let me know what your favorite ways are. So I also have a special ask for you this week. So the day this episode drops, which is February 27th, it's my birthday week. So as a special birthday present to me, dear listener whom I so deeply appreciate and I'm so grateful for you, I would love to see what you're up to and how you're moving when you listen to the Body Nerd Show. So tag me on social. Again, I'm at Hala Famala. Um, I'll link to that below. Or leave the show a review on your favorite platform, which really helps other body nerds find the show. You can let me know in the review what you're doing when you listen, or you can tag me on IG stories. You can tag me on Instagram. You can tag me on Facebook. I just would love to know what you're doing. Because I know when I listen to podcasts, I'm getting ready in the morning. I'm walking my dog. I'm out and about. So I would love to know what you're doing. And also, because it's my birthday. (laughs) So I also want to give a shout out to Michelle DG, who left an awesome five-star review on iTunes. She says, Alex brings anatomy in easy to understand ways. She lets my body nerd out and feeds it new information. So thank you, Miss Michelle. I so appreciate you taking the time to leave a review. And I'm really excited to see what you guys are up to as I celebrate my birthday week right? You guys do that too. I hope I'm not the only one. I tried to tell my husband that there's a thing as a birthday month, but he wasn't really buying it, unfortunately. Maybe next year. (laughs) Before I go, I want to remind you that show notes, fun links, free downloads, the Body Nerds group, and all things live over at aewellness.com slash podcast. And thank you for taking the time to listen today. I know this was a long episode. You made it all the way to the end. I hope you got some fun movement in today as you listened, or at least you have something planned for super duper soon. 
So here's asking better questions, moving more, stressing less, and getting nerdy. Thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks and body work is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.